the glory. Yes, Lord. Fire, 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 fire. Thanks to my beautiful wife, Miss Donna Baxter, that's on the line with us here. Hallelujah. Then I also want to give thanks to my spiritual father, Apostle Rodney Tate, who is joining us on tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to every other person that's in their respectable position and office. Hallelujah. We welcome you in the name of Jesus. For those of you who are on for the first time and those that are listening in podcast, we welcome you and we, 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 we thank you for attending. I'm going to tell you, you will not leave the same. The glory of God is upon this line, and if you just allow him to move in your heart and in your spirit, you will leave with peace and joy that you have not felt in some time. Believe that. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to my wife for announcements. You're up. Glory, glory. Good evening, everybody. Hallelujah. And you guys just stay right there in that vein and stay right there in that thought as I come forth with these announcements. Uh, my first announcement is going to be for our Chief Apostle Rodney Tate. Um, tomorrow's Wednesday night. And on Wednesday night, uh, Chief Apostle has his pod, um, podcast call in um, on this number, 313 209 
8800 and I know for those of you who don't have on um, pen and paper right now, we'll be putting those flyers out, so you can be looking for the flyers to come out, and the numbers are going to be on there. And that's the uh, Apostolic Alignment on Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, Apostolic Alignment. Wednesday night with our Chief Apostle, and that's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And for more information, if you need more information, you can call 636-422-0344. And that's Wednesday night for Apostolic Alignment. Every Wednesday night with our Chief Apostle Rodney Tate. Again, the number is 313 313- Two zero nine eighty eight hundred. That's the podcast code. Will be six one five three five two eight to go along with the number three one three two zero nine eighty eight hundred. Okay, and for Thursday night, um, we have our Kingdom Encounter Bible Study with Pastor Baxter. That's on Thursday night, Kingdom Encounter Bible Study. And the number is 701-801-6333. And that's Thursday night for Kingdom Encounter Bible Study. It's 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the number is 701-801-6333. Okay, and that was for um, Thursday. So for Friday night, we also have our Chief Apostle on Friday night as well with the um, Royal Priesthood Holy Nation Prophetic Revival. That's on Friday night for the Priesthood Holy Nation Prophetic Revival with our Chief Apostle. And it's joined um, live every Friday night. And you're going to call the same number, which is 313 Two zero nine eighty eight hundred. The ministry code is seven six eight three one six three pound, and the time is eight p.m. Pacific Eastern Standard, seven p.m. Central Standard, six p.m. Mountain Standard, and five p.m. Pacific Standard. And that's what our chief apostle for the priesthood Holy Nation Prophetic Revival. That's on Friday night, and for Saturdays. We have our Chief Apostle on Saturdays as well. That's the five-fold ministry class, the Holy of Holies Lifestyle Ministries, five-fold ministry class on Saturdays as well at the same number, 313-209-8800, with the code to go in is 768-3163-POUND. Also, that's going to be um, at 6 p.m., Mountain Standard, 7 p.m. Central Standard, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard. Saturday at noon, also, we have the Hour of Power, 12 Pacific Standard Time, 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The number for the Hour of Power at 12 noon on Saturday, what must be Kingdom International, is 701 801 6333. And that concludes the announcements. Amen. And we will be sending out posts for those of you all that want to catch one of these nights. So, Wednesday night, 
for Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. So you have something every night. You can't say you're bored to come on in and receive what the Lord has for you to receive. Amen? And I turn it back Amen. over to Pastor Baxter. Amen. 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 Yes, yeah, so, you know, everybody, I see everybody talking about how bored they are. But you can't be Bye. bored in the Lord. They got, they, there's too much going on. You can pray. You can read your word. You got, you got, you got real lines. And then you got fake lines. And you got all kind of lines going on. So there's, there's much that you can do. Hallelujah. So, you know, uh, that board thing, I can't understand. I'm, I'm having a good time the last month or two or however long we've been on this uh, little, little uh, shutdown and shut-in that the Lord has allowed us to take part in. Um, I also want to say this. You know, we're not we're not uh, one of those one of those ministries that that are trying to trying to pimp people for money, you know. But you know, some people you know they 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 receive something and and, and you know they want to bless the, the ministry. So if you choose to bless the ministry, you know you can, and that's you can go through Cash App and that's just dollar sign B A X sixty six, and uh, you know you can you can sow a seed uh, for the blessing that the Lord has blessed you with. And uh, that would help us to continue to do the work that we're doing uh, in the ministry. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So uh, we want to go ahead and get on with the lesson here again. Uh, this is our prophetic, uh, prophetic training. Hallelujah. For those that are newest basic, this is basic training. And the reason why I call it basic is because a lot of the individuals that we here at uh, MBKI uh, Ministries deal with, are individuals that are just coming into the things of God, just coming into the prophetic. Uh, a lot are coming off the streets, hallelujah, and, 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 and don't really understand, but they, they, they want more of more God because they know God is the only thing that has saved them from, from, from the life out there in the streets, hallelujah. So, uh, uh, again, this is uh, basic training, but we do have a more advanced training, and that's what my, my, my spiritual father, Apostle Tate, he has that five-fold ministry class. So for, for those that are a little bit more advanced, but you, you, know, you always want to go back to the roots of the, of, of the foundation, uh, uh, that Monday uh, uh, and Saturday uh, are, 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 are key, key, key uh, days, are key times uh, that he'll be going forth. And those flyers, uh, like my wife said, will be up um, in, in the groups. Amen. So let's go ahead and dive in. We're, we're going to touch on what we had went over here last week. Okay, we went over what is prophecy. Okay, now the Hebrew word to prophecy means to flow forth, okay, or to bubble forth like a fountain or, or a spring, springing forth. The Greek word or the New Testament meaning of uh, to prophesy literally means to speak for another. So what you're doing is uh, when you speak prophetically, you're speaking for another. You're speaking for God. You're being God's voice upon the earth. Okay. Now prophecy is a supernatural revelation or the voice of God in any given situation which brings forth edification, exhortation, and comfort. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. Amen. Uh, let's go ahead. And we're going to turn real quick. Somebody turn to Revelations 19 and 10. I just want to go over these, these few scriptures before we go into uh, today's lesson. Uh, someone gets that, 
uh, then go ahead and read it. Revelations 19 and 10. Okay, so Revelations 19 and 10, I think my wife is going to read that, but she's on mute. <laughs> so, so let me go ahead and read that. It says the testimony, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So all true prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. It comes from him, and it draws people to him. So you see these prophets that are sitting here prophesying, prophesying cars and houses, and, and they, they, they tell you what your license plate number is in the car out in the parking lot. All this stuff is drawing people to them. But that's not true prophecy. Prophecy is to draw people to the Lord, not to self. Okay? Now, the purpose of the gift of prophecy in the New Testament church is described in 1 Corinthians 14 and 3. Can somebody go there for me real quick? 1 Corinthians 14 and 3. Now, for those of y'all that are, that are new to our, our podcast, our line here, it's important that you have a Bible because we're gonna go straight to the Bible. It don't make I mean everything that everything we talk about here at MBKI is in the Bible. It ain't from me. It's from the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Amen. So make sure you have your Bible. You you use your phone or you can use a paperback, hardback, uh, uh, leatherback, <laughs> fullback, but as long as it's the Word of God. Amen. Okay, First Corinthians fourteen and three. Anybody get that yet? All right, First Corinthians fourteen. Okay, here we go. All right, First Corinthians fourteen and three. Okay, and it reads. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to man. Okay? So, again, edification means to build up. Exhortation means to call near. And consolation means to cheer up. So what we want to do is we want to build people up. We want to draw them into the light and Cheer them up. You get individuals that are coming from some of the places that I've come from, you know, they're beat down. They've been beating themselves down. They had family members and everybody beating them down. So they need something to cheer them up and build them up and let them know that they're loved. Amen? So as you move and you're prophesying to individuals, now does that mean that there's not going to be correction that comes? No. Correction does come through prophecy. But but the, 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 the main uh, purpose is to build up, to call near, and to cheer up. Now, in the New Testament church, we as uh, prophetic people 
are not called to bring negative words. Now, uh, of of damnation and, 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 and things of this nature. We, we are prophets of grace, not prophets of judgment. We see the, the Old Testament prophets, they were coming with a lot of judgment that was being placed upon the people, but because Christ came and fulfilled the law, died and rose again, and is on the right-hand side of the Father, we're now moving in a, 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 a graceful period. Um, so um, this, 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 how can I go? Let's go, let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14 and 1, dealing with the prophecy. That prophecy is a gift. It's a gift. It's not something earned. It's a gift. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, sweetheart. Okay. 1 Corinthians 14 and 1. 1 Corinthians 14 and 1, yes. Okay, it reads as follows. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. Amen. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Okay? So prophecy is a gift, not a reward. Neither is the gift of prophecy a mark of spiritual maturity. People assume because an individual prophesies that 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 they they are just this 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 you know they 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 they've earned it or they they spend twenty hours in prayer and they fast for forty days and all this other stuff. No, it's it's a it's a it's a gift. We do not earn the gift of prophecy. We receive it by asking. Okay, gifts. Our charisma means a favor in which one receives without any merit on his own. So a gift is a, 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 of divine grace. So God is a, a, a good father to us. He loves us, and he gives us good gifts, just like we as parents give our children good gifts. Amen? So let's, let's move on. We're going to go on. And two, I just wanted to kind of get some people that weren't here last week uh, caught up. So we're going to go now into uh, prophecy's vital role in the scriptures. Okay, prophecy plays a vital role in the scriptures. From Genesis to Revelation, God was always speaking to mankind. God speak to mankind through dreams, through visions, angels, and through prophets. Now, now, kings uh, were anointed and humbled. Uh, the, the, the life of Jesus was foretold in many scriptures in the Old Testament from his birth to his death and resurrection, uh, each of those being fulfilled. Now, Jesus was completely dependent upon hearing the voice of God, and he only speak what he heard his father say. You see, the thing about Christ is he, 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 he wasn't prideful. He, was, he didn't just say things just to say things. He followed the Father. He spoke what the Father spoke, and he did what he seen the Father do. I remember being a child and sitting in the bathroom while my father 
would be getting dressed. He'd be shaving and combing his hair and putting on lotion and all this and that and the third. And then when I would take a bath, I would try to mimic what he would do. You see, this is the same thing that they're talking about here. He spent time with the father, so he knows how the father moves, but he also knows the father's voice, so he would listen and follow it. Somebody turn to uh, Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. Amen. Okay, if you got it, go ahead and read. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Amen. Amen. Now, after Jesus was glorified and breathed his spirit into people during the day of Pentecost, he created the body of Christ or the church. Now, nowhere in the Bible or in the scripture that was just read does it say that the promise of Joel has an expiration date. Okay? It was then and it is now. It is then and it is now. Now, Jesus is called the Word in John. They called him the Word. He lived within us, and he is always speaking. He's always talking in some way, shape, or form. It says in Psalms 40 and 5, Many, O Lord, my God, are the wanderers which you have done. And their thoughts towards us. There is none to compare with you. If I would desire to speak of them, they would be too many to number or to count. So every believer is prophetic to a degree. Every believer is prophetic to a degree. A believer is prophetic simply by knowing and accepting Christ into their life. Now, every person that I've ever trained in the prophetic has said that they have heard the voice of God but didn't know it was God's voice. And I could probably say the same to many that are on the line that you've, you've heard a voice but you didn't understand that it was, it was God's voice. You just assume that it was something trying to tell you to do something that you really didn't want to do. But really, he was telling you what you needed to do because what you wanted to do is what got you in a lot of the problems that you, you got yourself in in the past anyway. Amen? So we learn to understand that this is the voice of God. Prophetic training, it allows us to tune our spiritual ears to hear what the Lord is saying. Jesus said in Luke 8 and 8, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, this implies two things, people. First, that Jesus is speaking, and second, 
Some do not have the spiritual ears tuned into what he is saying. Now, my question to you is, which one are you? Are you tuned in to what he's saying? Are you on the right frequency? Are you still trying to find that frequency? It's okay. It's okay as long as you're trying to find it. But don't just sit and listen to static because static ain't going to do nothing for you. Amen? Amen. God is always speaking, but his word is hidden. God is always speaking, but his word is hidden. It's hidden. What do you mean? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. God's word is hidden from the proud and is made available to ones who are humble and hungry for his word. Those with a childlike faith. Matthew 18, 2 and 3 talks about that childlike faith when Christ grabbed the child and sat him on his lap. And he stated that if you have faith like this little child here. So a childlike faith. What does that look like? You know, a child, when a child comes up and says, Dad, can we go get some ice cream? And he says, yeah. child runs away and says, okay. And he knows that they're going to go get some ice cream. He's going to come back 10 minutes and say, when are we going to go get that ice cream? Because he believes it. He speaks from his heart. You know, you see a little uh, a kid come up to a, a woman that has a lot of uh, male hormones. And says, why you got hair on your chin and you're a girl? You know, he'll ask questions that, 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 that are honest questions. He won't try to manipulate it or hide it or, you know, in his head talk about the individual. He'll ask the question. Childlike faith. Amen? Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As the body of Christ... We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood made to be prophetic. Talks about that in Matthew 13 and 11. To you it has been given, it has been granted, excuse me, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been granted. See, so being a believer and receiving the spirit of Christ it has been granted us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to those others, it has not been granted. This is where they say don't, don't, don't throw your pearls amongst swine because those that don't have ears, they can't understand. And so it's like you're just, you're just beating up against a, a brick wall because they don't have the ears are, uh, uh, have not been granted to know these mysteries that have been given. God is always speaking, people of God. But his language is somewhat not English. But we must learn to tune our ears to hear by the Spirit. Not by the natural, but the Spirit. And we all 
have spiritual senses. We all have spiritual senses. Have you recognized when a blind individual, they may not be able to see, but there's other senses that are heightened because they're taking the place of the vision. And the same with the ears, if they can't hear. My son, he has hearing loss in his right ear. But he can, he'll look at you and be able to tell what you're saying by the movement of your lips. You would never, you would never know that he can't hear in his right ear unless you, you said something quiet and his back was turned. So we have spiritual senses like we have physical senses. And some of us move stronger in some of the senses than we do the others, but they're there. And like anything else, if you exercise it, it can get stronger. And this is what this uh, uh, teaching and this, this series is, is all about, exercising the gifts that are in you so that they can come forth. Amen? Glory be to God. All believers can prophesy. It's not made for just one or two. You know, if a donkey could do it, you know, I think any human being can do it. Amen? When Paul said, we may all prophesy, that includes everyone. As we draw near to Jesus in faith, we will find there is an ease with which the believer can hear the voice of God. Prophetic, revelatory experience are for everybody. It's for everybody. Prophesying is for everybody. Okay? As it says, that's one of the gifts that you would kind of want more than any of the others. 1 Corinthians 14 and 31 lets us know, for you can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all may be exhorted. Exhorted, excuse me. Amen? So the Apostle Paul said that we should earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. So, in other words, we should put a high value on the gift of prophecy, the ability to rightly hear the voice of God. Because when you rightly hear the voice of God, you're able to move the way that he desires because you're following the voice of God. Now, um, according to the prophet Joel, we are a prophetic generation that will hear God's voice. Now, believe it or not, y'all, this is God's dream. It talks about it in the book of Acts when Peter said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. It says in Joel 2, 28 and 29, according to the prophet Joel, we are a prophetic generation that will hear God's voice. This is God's dream. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong area. <laughs> 28 and 29 of the uh, uh, second chapter of Joel reads this. I do apologize. It will come about after this, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. 
Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So we all have the ability to prophesy. We are a prophetic generation that will hear the voice of God, that will hear the voice of God. Now, the key to a successful prophetic ministry Let's go to Matthew uh, chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. It's Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. All right, so we got Matthew chapter 7. Verse 22 and 23. Amen. And it reads, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, or done many wonders in your name? And then, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice iniquity, or some versions may say lawlessness. Amen? Amen? The greatest and most important key to a prophetic ministry is a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to say that again. The greatest and most important key to a prophetic ministry is a personal and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? Now, as we seek his face, we hear his voice. As we seek his face, we hear his voice. Whoever belongs to Jesus communicates with him, knowing him is our greatest call. That's the, that's the, that's the you know, a lot of individuals are worried about, you know, am I, you know, I'm a prophet, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. You know, but the greatest thing that you can, 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 can do is, is, is get to know Christ, to build that relationship with Christ, knowing him is the greatest call. He, I mean, it's, it's the greatest thing. It is, it is possible to operate in the gift of prophecy as you are drawing nearer to him. Why? Because as you draw nearer to him, you're able to hear him more clearly. As you draw nearer to the light, a lot of you is beginning to die and a lot of him is beginning to rise up in you. As you draw nearer to him, you will not desire the things of the world, but you will desire more of things in the spirit. You and I, 
would never uh, 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 want to uh, not uh, be in a position to where uh, we are, 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 are building or are drawing near to Christ. You know, you, you ladies that have your, your, your girlfriends and, and, and you guys that have your homies, you know, y'all, you know, you, I know y'all females probably talk two or three times a day and y'all sharing everything under the sun. And, and the same with, with, with the homies. You, you share everything you probably don't even share with your wife. And the same with the females with their husbands. You see? You see, you have a, you have a relationship where the person knows your dirt and they know your good stuff. But many of us don't want to share our dirt with the Lord, even though he knows. <laughs> Nor do we even share our good stuff. We just walk around thinking that we got things under control. But that's not it. But I know, I know that's not any of us on this line, though. I know that. I'm just, I'm just saying. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Okay. So. Let's go to John uh, chapter 10, verse 27 and 28. John 27, excuse me, John chapter 10, verse 27 and 28. And if somebody uh, gets that, can they read it for me, please? Amen. And it reads, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Amen. Amen. When Samuel came to Jesse's house, to anoint the king, David was out tending the sheep. Now, the sheep would spend a lot of time with their shepherd until they would learn to recognize the voice of their shepherd above any other voice. Now, Jesus uses this example to show us how the in, uh, in our secret place, there we will learn to recognize his voice above all others. Okay? Because there's a lot of voices that go on in some of our heads. And we have to be able to determine which voice is the Lord's. Amen? Amen. Now, above the voice of, of our own, we have uh, uh, our, our, our desires of our soul and the voice of the enemy. So these are some of the voices that we uh, may entertain in our mind, the voice of the enemy. And that one's pretty simple to, to, to determine if you, if you are in the word of God because it goes against everything in the word of God. Uh, uh, and, and then our soul, hallelujah, uh, and then we have... Uh, the voice of God. Now, an anointed man or woman of God can lay hands on you and impact a grace for the gift of prophecy. But it is impossible for that person to impart onto you their relationship or their history with God. 
Okay? See, a lot of an individual that spends a lot of time with the Lord, they hear him clear. They, 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 and, and they're walking it, they're talking it, and you see it. And what people do is they desire that. And they can have it, but it's just how much time are you willing to spend seeking the Lord? How much time are you willing to spend in your word? How much time are you willing to spend in prayer? It's the requirement of every believer to develop their own relationship and history with God. We all have a history with God. But what is it? And this is done in the secret place where no one is watching. I'm going to tell you something. I used to call the King County Jail, God's Hospital, because some of us would be so busy running and gunning that we didn't have time to hear. So God would set us in a in a six by six cell cell all by ourselves, to where all we could do is listen, is listen, listen to what He has to say to us. You know, some of us. We go to sleep with the TV or radio on. Why is that? Because we don't want to hear what's going on upstairs, and we're preventing ourselves from hearing what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Turn the TV off at night before you go to bed. Ain't nothing going to get you. Don't be scared. Turn the radio off. Don't be scared. Listen to the Lord. Listen to your own thoughts because you may come across some things that you may want to repent for before you go to bed. So you don't have some bad dreams. You're not leaving portals open to allow things to come and attack you in your sleep. Holly, if you hear me. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. Place value on the prophetic. Okay, we need to begin to place value upon it. Our growth and maturity in the prophetic will be a result of how much we earnestly desire and contend for this gift. A lot of people want a lot of things, but they don't want to do the work to get it. I'm going to say that again. A lot of people want a lot of things, but they don't want to do the work to get it. The word earnestly desire means to lust after. And no, I'm not talking about lusting after a man or, or lusting after a woman. We ain't got no problem in that, but we've set all that stuff aside when we came into the things of God. Now we must lust after the things of God and not lust after the things of the world. God wants to place an extreme high value and make room for the prophetic in our lives. But before he can, before he can place it in our we've got to get rid of some of that stuff that is in us so he can replace it with some of the stuff from heaven. So why are we holding on to some things that we need to let go of? Why are we holding on to the past? Why are we holding on to the, the, the hurt? Why are we holding on? Let it go. And let God replace it with some things that are going to benefit 
you and the people that God has assigned to you that will be coming to receive what God has instilled in you. Amen? It says in John 6 and 63 and 64, it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. The words that he has spoken are spirit and life. Spirit and life. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Mm. The Bible tells us in Matthew 4, 4, that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we shall not live by what we eat naturally. Not only that, but also the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we must hear the word in order to walk it out and live by it as we shall not live by the bread alone. Somebody read First uh, Samuel chapter 10 and read from verse 10 to verse 12. First Samuel chapter 10 Verse 10 through verse 12. Chapter 10, verse... 10, 10 through 12. Verse 10 through 12. And it reads, And when they came hither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him. And the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it came to pass, when all that knew him before time saw that, behold, he prophesied among the prophets. Then the people said one to another, What is this that this that is come unto the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? And one of the things place answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb. It saw also among the prophets. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So so because he came into the atmosphere, okay? Now a prophetic community, this is what we're talking about. A prophetic community. And this is really what we want to build is a prophetic community, okay? This happens when a group of people come together in unity with the desire to hear the voice of God, okay? This creates a high level of prophetic anointing in a geographical location, okay? So an umbrella of anointing in the atmosphere is created, causing even non-prophetic people to prophesy, okay? So a prophetic community cultivates 
a prophetic lifestyle. I'm going to say that again. A prophetic community cultivates a prophetic lifestyle. Okay? Now, a prophetic community allows people to walk in their full potential of their prophetic calling. Now, people are not judged by their limitations, but are seen for their potential. You see, this is one of the things today. If a, if a prophet prophesies and they miss, people begin to call them a false prophet. But later we will find out that even the prophets of old miss in the New Testament. The, 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 we miss. But it doesn't mean that you may not be a prophet or, uh, 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 or you're, you're prophesying foolishness. You know, there are mature prophets, there are advanced prophets, and there are people that are just walking into the prophetic. And the only way that they're going to get skillful is by releasing. And this is what this line is for. It's a safe place for you to be able to release the word of God. And if you miss, it's okay. We love you because you must learn somewhere. Somebody must give you a platform so that you can move in your gift. And this is what the church does not want to do. They want to keep their foot on your neck for 20 years before they allow you to the pulpit. The devil is a lie. Iron sharpens iron. We grow faster in the prophetic as we grow together. A group of people with relationship and accountability to each other and their leader. This is the atmosphere that we want to create here at Must Be Kingdom International Ministries. We're a family. We're not a church. We're a movement. And we come together unified. The, uh, what does it say? One can send a thousand to flight, two can send ten thousand. Well, all of us unified under one mind and one body has the power to, to go into uh, 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 an area, a community, and, and, and invade it, take it over, occupy it, and begin to fill it with the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Developing a culture of risk without a prophetic community. Now, this is kind of what we were talking about here. Missing and mistakes are learning experience, people. It's not to be shameful. Okay? We may fall a lot, but it's better to swing the bat and miss than not to swing at all. You look at Babe Ruth and some of those baseball players that are holding these records, if you really look, they striked out a whole bunch of times. But they kept swinging. There's no punishment for a mistake. We learn to fall successfully. We learn to fall successfully. Don't let the enemy get into your head. Okay? Okay, I missed, but I'm going to get back up, and the next time I'm going to tune in, I'm going to make sure I'm on the right frequency, and I'm going to shoot that arrow, and I'm going to hit the target. Glory be to God. Our goal is to be 100% accurate in 
our prophetic ministry, yet realizing we are not yet there. I'm not there. I mean, I, I know that. I don't have no problem admitting that. But I'm going to keep swinging. I'm going to keep seeking. Hallelujah. And I'll get there. Glory be to God. We learn to be deeply accountable to each other in this lifestyle of risk. When people succeed, we applaud them. When they fail, we pick them up. We don't beat them down. We pick them up. Help dust them off and let them know it's okay. A culture of risk will break a cycle of fear. I'm going to say that again. That, that, that's, that's deep. A culture of risk. See, we want to build a culture of taking risks. We want to be risk takers. We want, we want to be, 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 be faith movers. Faith without works is dead. Amen? So we got to take, take a step of faith, risk, hallelujah, and do away with the fear. Prophetic words are allowed to be tested in love without causing offense. Prophetic words are allowed to be tested in love. So if somebody comes and says, well, wait, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't think that was accurate, you know, and, and it's a part of the family, you see, it's not out of jealousy, it's not out of the man, it's out of love. It should be out of love. And if it ain't out of love, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have to deal, 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 deal with me upon that. We do everything out of love here. Everything out of love. There is no big eyes. There is no little use. And those of you know that know me know that because I've been corrected by some of my sons and daughters. I have no problem with that because I don't know anything. I just get everything from the Lord. And sometimes I jump in. And I'm glad that I have daughters and sons that will correct me. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. As I, as I stated to you guys, after each lesson, there is uh, what I like to call prophetic activation. Because it's already in you. You just have to begin to walk in it. So the next seven days, you have this to walk in. I'm going to post it in the, uh, in the uh, form on uh, the website as well as in the groups, uh, Spiritual Growth and uh, 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 Iron Sharpens Iron and uh, Overcoming uh, Fear and Rejection so that you, you can go back and see what the quote-unquote assignment is. I'm going to tell you guys, for, you know, I've been doing this for some time. The individuals that do these practices, they really excel in their prophetic giftings, okay? Now, I'm giving you the information, what you do with it, that's on you. But I hope that you apply it into your life. Glory be to God. Prophetic activation. <clears throat> Pair up with someone you do not know very well, okay? Ask the Lord for one word for that person. Write it down. The first word that comes to you or to your mind, you want to write that. The first thing that comes to mind, 
Just write, no matter how sideways ridiculous it may sound, write it down. Okay? Now, ask the Lord to show you a picture in your mind that relates to that person. Write it down. The description of that first image that you see. Okay? Now, from that, take it to that individual or uh, uh, share it with that individual and see how that individual responds. You'll be able to see by their facial expressions if you're correct or if you're not. And if you're not, that's fine. Remember, you know, when you, when you, when you first played the game of darts, did you hit the bullseye? Did you even hit the board? <laughs> so, so, so understand you might be off, but the more you do it, continue to do it, continue, continue, continue through the seven days. And you'll find the more you do it, the more you're willing and you desire to churn in because what's going to happen, you're going to be like, I, I want this. I want this. I, I want this. I, and, and the more it's, it's in your heart, the, 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 the Lord, you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But you have to be diligent and you have to desire. Amen? Amen. Prophesy your day. Another assignment. You can, I'm going to give you the option to pick between the two. And I know this is probably the one that most people pick because <laughs> it's usually the one that individuals pick. Prophesy your day. Okay. Start your day by asking the Holy Spirit to reveal events of that day to you. From that point, quiet yourself, quiet your mind, clear your mind, and ask him to show you in a vision, word or impression, what will happen in this day. And write your thoughts or visions down. Get yourself a notebook. Go to, go, go to the dollar store. Get you one of them little, little notebooks, okay? And keep a journal of this. Write your thoughts or visions down. And at the end of the day, check your list. Check your list. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Amen? So if you continue to do this on a regular basis, you will come to find that the more you do it, things that you're shown in the beginning of the day, some of those things are taking place within your day. Yep. Come on. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna open up the line for any questions or uh, uh, any, any anything anyone wants to add. If the Spirit of the Lord spoke to you during the, the teachings, please release that. If there's something that the Spirit of the Lord placed upon your heart, please release that again. We want to create a platform for individuals to be able to grow in their giftings. We're not judging you. You're, you're not. This ain't a test. We're just family helping family. Amen. The floor is open. Come on. Amen. Well, I got something for Abel, and I think Mary as well. And I don't know if you've seen there was a 
kind of a Christian choreography of a person where people in black portraying demons were going after this individual. And they were being successful. Uh, and, and so they were pulling the person away from the body of Christ. And then, then the Lord steps into the picture. There's somebody that's praying and brings the Lord into the picture. And the Lord is now in the picture, and the person is in shambles. They're shattered. And the Lord comes along and just picks that person up and, and, and puts them back together again. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's what I see for Abel and Mary, is that, 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 that the people in black are coming after you with a vengeance because they are not all knowledgeable, but they know the prophecy on your lives. We have okay. spoken it verbally into existence, mm-hmm. and they don't want it to come true. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. So you let the Holy Spirit come in and pick you up. Yeah, you may fall down. Trust me, I have. I have. Oh, but, but the key is don't stay down. You let the Holy Spirit come in and scoop you up. And if that means you've got to call your accountability partner or something, you, you call them and say, hey, I need some help getting back up. I've done it. Amen. 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 I will. I'll call you. Thank you. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I, I like to say something. Can you hear me? Yes, 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 Apostle. Okay. Um, first of all, in the Old Testament, prophecy was more directional. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, prophecy is more confirmational. Mm-hmm. Of which a lot of people don't understand. If someone is prophesying something to you, Usually the Holy Spirit will tell you first or it's a lifestyle that you're already walking out. Um, so when they open their mouth, you can identify with. Uh, the gift of prophecy and the gift of the word of knowledge, they work together. The word of knowledge work on this line. Have a knowledge of something that you're not even there. Don't even know you, but I'm in your business. Just like to get the word of knowledge, let me know that my brother had back pain and my sister had migraine. That was the gift of the word of knowledge because I didn't have no knowledge of them going through that. Amen. And then, you know, the gift of healing went through, but also uh, um, most uh, usually the gift of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the gift of prophecy operates together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. So when you do give a, a word of prophecy, this is going to happen if you do this. That's prophecy. Okay. Of course, the scriptures are prophecy. And we have to understand that though the gift of prophet, we all have the gift of prophecy, not everyone is a prophet. Amen. Amen. Because a lot of folks, just because they can prophesy, now, now I'm prophet. Think I see it all, and they are not a prophet. Amen. Because a prophet gonna deal with your sin, 
He's going to point you back to God, and their messages are very stern. Uh, yes, it's true what we read in Corinthians, but it's deeper than that. Yes, we're under grace, but there's still some judgmental prophets. Because there's warning before destruction. <laughs> A prophet will warn you before destruction will come. Jeremiah was crying for, for many years. You know, come, let us reason together. There's a scripture there. There's a fiery indignation. And, and, and God been trying to warn them for years until, okay, now Nebuchadnezzar going to come to Jerusalem. He's going to dash your baby. He's going to kill your babies, dash, uh, dash up your women and thrown on top of the babies. He's going to kill your men and only a remnant going to be able to escape and, a, and another part of the remnant is going to go into Babylon. Those type of prophecies are still true. They still happen because God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, but it operates under grace. Amen. Amen. I had to share something with somebody. God was, God was judging. It's not the prophet. God was judging them. I had to say it and it came to pass. Mm-hmm. Remember Elimus in the 13th chapter of Acts? Mm-hmm. Try to hinder the deputy from hindering um, Paul. And Paul rebuked him and let him know that, hey, you enemy of the Lord and, and all that is righteous, you know, the hand of God is against you. That was judgment. Missed him at the sky, blinded him. That's judgment. You know, so it's all about, like you said, listening and following the voice. I'm glad that you have stayed on that for for a lengthy time. Hearing God's voice, knowing God's voice. Jesus said that I could not say these things unless I heard my father say them. I couldn't do these things unless I saw my father do them. When we keep it just that simple, y'all, that's also fulfillment of the whole gospel. (laughs) Because you're being led by the Holy Ghost. You're saying what's the Holy Ghost. And remember, no person is the office of a prophet, but the prophet is the Holy Ghost. All the gifts is in him. Okay? And he releases it to man. And man says what he heard by the Spirit of the Lord. Yes, Lord. And we've got to be careful not everything we hear is meant to be spoken, but interceded on. I hear a lot of things. God, can I say it? No, I just want you to pray about it. Okay? And I'll pray about it. And it's for someone else to tell them, but for me to be in spiritual warfare. So when that other person tell them, whoever that person is, I may not even know the person. That mind and that spirit will be already uh, uh, prepared because of prayer. So when this stranger 
get out in their business. There's another section in the Bible, um, in, in 1 Corinthians. Um, you were saying that um, when you're speaking in tongues and stuff, but it also says that um, when someone is prophesied to, um, when you speak with the, uh, with the understanding, um, he said, let me go there. I don't want to quote it wrong. I got to read it. Um, and I'm going to shut up after this. First Corinthians 14th chapter, back to the 14th chapter. All right. I thought you was going to um, hit that, bro. Uh, I, I think oh, that is, I think where you're going is in the next the, the, the next lesson. But you're absolutely right. One one of the things while we're looking for the scriptures, y'all, <clears throat> you know, there's a difference between the word of knowledge and a prophecy. You see, a lot you find a lot of these prophets are given a word of knowledge, and that's not a prophecy. But because individuals don't know the difference, they think they don't got prophesied to. Then you get mm-hmm. someone as Jesus. Jesus. Jesus would give a word, uh, a knowledge, and, and a prophecy at the same time. So and this is, I think this is going to be coming up in uh, lesson uh, two or three, where it speaks about the, the, the differences. But uh, that's, that, 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 that's, that's, that's very true, because I've had an individual. Yeah, the 24th knowledge. verse, yes. Okay. 13th chapter. Yeah. In the... it, um, First Corinthians. Uh, is it 13th chapter, Apostle? No, no, 14, 14, 14 24. Uh-huh, 24, and yes. it reads, and it reads, but if all prophecy prophesy, and there come in one that believeth not, or one unlearned, he is convinced of all, he is judged of all. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the- Read one more. And thus are the secret mm-hmm. of his heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. Amen. How is it then? You want me to keep and, on and That talking? was it. That was it, dear. Okay. That was it, yes, daughter. Um, you, you see how he's falling on his face. Mm-hmm. He will report that God is in you of a truth. Because the deep secrets of their heart is revealed. Um, because only God knows the heart. Um, because through that prophecy, um, there's many types of prophecy. And in the five-four ministry class, I wish y'all would have caught it early. You know, we dealt with so much of this stuff and cross-reference at the cross-reference. And you did a great job, son. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that I was on it. Uh, you, you was on point. Um, that's why I want to salute you in Jesus' name, first of all. Um, Thank you. Yes, sir. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I truly did. And I'm glad I did take it at this time. Um, but prophecy is going to always confirm something in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. It's not fortune-telling. Prophecy is already written for the fortune-telling. Read Revelations the very last chapter. Amen. Let me let you know where we're going to be. So prophecy is written. We minister to the uh, prophecy work 
in a group setting, um, how can I say, it may speak of something in the future, but it's not like the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It will confirm your future. Does that make sense? Does it make sense? You will confirm something that the Holy Spirit is already leading you to. You're already walking it out. It's already part of your plan. The prophet who's speaking to you did not know it, and they tapped on it. Amen. For instance, Abel and his business. Mm-hmm. Okay? I didn't know anything about the business, but it was a confirmation in his spirit. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So you know that's a sure thing because God confirmed it through somebody that did not know anything about it. Amen. Thank you so much. So prophecy is a little different now. It's not like the old covenant, but we but the prophets still have that stern message. Amen. And um. You know, whenever my son asked me to, I would do a series on the gifts of the Spirit with you all so that oh, yeah. you, you see um, and understand. And, and prophecy is part of the gifts of the Spirit. Um, you know, uh, because this is, sound like this is where you were at, you know. And you, we really cannot train a prophet. I'm going to be honest with you. God speaks to that person. Mm-hmm. Just like he did with Jeremiah, the one that carried the office or that had the ministering gift of a prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God speaks to that person. Um, yes, they can walk with someone um, that's in that ministry. They can learn a lot. The only thing they can learn um, is their discipline and their faith, but I can't teach you how to hear God. Mm-hmm. You got to learn how to do that when you're in your closet and spend time sitting down waiting to hear God's voice by faith. Mm-hmm. And God will give you that unction by his Holy Spirit to say mm-hmm. what needs to be said, whether if it's um, to an individual or to a group So we have to really dig deep in like my son was saying, knowing that voice as well as knowing the unction of the Holy Spirit. That is vitally important. Having that intimate relationship with him. And when he said that, concerning prophecy and put that together with prophecy. That was the whole key there. That was the whole lesson. Even though he gave different scripture, but when he said just that short phrase, that was the whole lesson. Because the more you get intimate with your Father, with your Christ, the Holy Spirit is going to, you're going to know his voice. You're going to hear him. He speaks to your being. He just don't speak to your head. God speaks to your being. And you know in your knower that God 
wants you to say it and that you heard it. Back into your hands, preacher. Amen. Amen. I want to thank I want to thank you, Dad, for stepping up and and sharing. And as I do want to uh, uh, connect with you on that uh, teaching upon uh, the gifts of the Spirit because that's that's very important. <clears throat> and uh, like I say, you guys, uh, Monday, Saturdays, Monday and Saturdays, it's a five-fold <clears throat> uh, ministry class. And if I'm correct, he's he is we're still working on the uh, the prophets. So um, you guys come tune in. Uh, as I said, the, the the flyers will be on our pages in uh, Facebook as well as the uh, ministry website, groups and forums. Amen. So um, get it. It's here to get y'all. We, we we it's here to get. The Spirit of the Lord is giving it freely. You know, we, we ain't liking a lot of these other churches want to hit you over the head for some money. This It was given to us free, so we're going to give it out free and, and hope that you run with it. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Uh, right. Uh, is there anyone else? Does anyone else have anything to say, any questions you may have for Apostle Tate or myself or a word that the Spirit of the Lord spoken to you? Share it. Don't hide it. Don't be fearful. You're around family. Amen. 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 I want to give my, my lovely wife an opportunity to uh, say a few words if she likes. Uh, no, I don't have anything to say. Just thank everybody for taking the time out to come in for the prophetic training. And thank um, our chief apostle, um, our dad, for coming in and um, helping us out with the prophetic training. Thank you so Amen. much. Amen. Amen. Oh, I sit and, and ate and learned too. Amen. Amen. <laughs>